This is the era of the celebration of the self. The more we despair of systems and institutions, the more often the failure of alliances and coalitions, the more certain the inability of cabals and cliques to deliver us from the confrontations which overwhelm us and threaten us with non-being, the more predictable is the retreat into the fortress of the self. And this retreat, which is so characteristic of our times, begins with the withdrawal from contact, the avoidance of the stress of intercourse with other human beings, the abandonment of negotiation, the premature conclusion that we are up against a wall and that the wall is somehow the people out there, the nasty, despicable people with whom we have to deal in our daily days. And then we conclude that since the wall is not going to crack according to the diagram of our personal interests, and so we simply withdraw. We suddenly discover the beauties of ethnicity, the satisfactions of racial identification, the hideous chauvinism of the rituals of tribalism, and we consider ourselves as saved by the reinforcement of the psychological clones conjured up behind these walls of race or ethnicity or religious denomination or whatever social entity it is into which we have retreated from the necessity of dealing with the larger world. But are we saved? Probably not. The racial or the ethnic or the tribal or the denominational clones which represent our new security turn out not to be clones at all. They may be white like us, or black like us, or Methodists, or Democrats, or whatever, but in the final analysis they turn out to be people. People. And we still have to deal with them just as we would have to deal with those others from whose presence we have sought to withdraw. They will oppose us. They will love us. They will hate us. They will misunderstand us, just like those other people out there in the larger world just like those other people we found to be inconsequential to our destiny and to our sense of fulfillment. And so the next step is to make the final, the absolute retreat into the fortress self. And there we indulge ourselves with all the narcissistic fantasies and hedonistic self-rewards which are symptomatic of our sickness. But if God is merciful, 
Sooner or later, we discover that the fortress self is not a fortress at all. It is a barricade. It is a barricade behind which we have committed self-imprisonment. We find that we are self-removed from the world of reality and from the bittersweet promise of human intercourse. There was a man whose name was Nicodemus, who, when he heard that Jesus was passing his way, climbed up into a sycamore tree to get a better perspective on the world down below. But Jesus' advice to Nicodemus was to come down, come down in the press of the crowd and get the dust of the road on your feet. We are never as distinctive never as remote as we might like to be. Paul's reminder to the Galatians of his age and of ours is that in the final analysis there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female. We are all one. We are one and our oneness is the distinctive beauty of being human. We are one, and this is the crowning genius of God's creation. We may be of many faiths, but there is but one God. And though there be many nations, there is but one humanity. Though we revel in the spectrum of diversities, which distinguish us as members of this race or that, this culture or some other, and though we celebrate every available nuance of human expression to establish our vaunted individuality, our separateness as persons, human individuality can only be confirmed in the context of human negotiation and human intercourse. There is no way, there is no way for man to survive as man apart from his relation to his fellow man. There is no way in which man can be human all by himself. We are one, and one we will be, created by one God, through one will, or one substance many members of one body working together each according to his gifts toward one end and one destiny. And the recognition of our oneness is our love and appreciation for one another. Lord, let me love. Let loving be the symbol of grace that warms my heart and let me find thy loving hand to still me when I tremble at thy command to love all humankind. Lord, let me love, though love may be the losing of every sacred treasure I possess. Lord, make my love the pattern of thy choosing, and let thy will dictate my happiness. I have no wish to wield the sword of power, I want no man to leap at my command. 
nor let my critics feel constrained to cower for fear of some reprisal at my hand. Lord, teach me mercy. Let me be the winner of every man's respect and simple love, for I have known thy mercy, though a sinner, whenever I have sought thy peace above. Lord, let me love the lowly and the humble, forgetting not the mighty and the strong. And give me grace to love those who may stumble, nor let me seek to judge of right or wrong. Lord, let my parish be the world unbounded by any vain pretense of race or clan. Let every hateful doctrine be unfounded and make thy love a love of man for man. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we bow to thee in thanksgiving and gratification for the many blessings thou hast showered upon us. We are especially grateful that we are members of that great aggregation which was created in thine own image. And wherever man may be throughout the world on this Sunday, wilt thou plant in each soul and in each heart the recognition that we are of one body, of one image, that we belong to one Father, created through one love. In Christ's name, amen.